It is good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Uh, I know I can't speak for everybody, um, but I thank God that he has redeemed me uh, from from going into a devil's hell. Uh, and so our, my goal is to proclaim his name every day that I live, every place that I go, um, and just thank God I'm redeemed. And that's what this, the name of this song is, Redeemed. So I'll 
shake off these heavy chains and wipe away every stain. Now I'm not who I used to be. I am redeemed. You set me Shake off these heavy chains and wipe away every stain. I'm not who I used to be. Oh God, I'm not who I used to be. Jesus, I'm not who I used to be. I am redeemed. Thank God redeemed. Father God, I do thank you, Lord. Lord, that I am redeemed, Father, that I've been paid for by the precious blood of Jesus who died on that cross for our sins, Father, that I may have eternal life with you. And Lord, if there's, there's some here, Father, this morning that can have that same opportunity, Father, then I pray for them. I pray for that they would make that decision before it is too late because we do not know what the next second holds, Father. We may close our eyes in death and meet you face to face the next moment father we don't know but lord you do and you have offered a plan of salvation lord that we can be redeemed to you father and i pray that those that don't know you will take that i pray that you would be brother jeff lord as he brings another portion of your message this morning father and i just pray that you would bless him and i ask all these things in jesus name amen all right thank you brother clay awesome you know uh Sometimes we, we take folks for granted. Clay stands up here week after week leading us in worship and also um, doing a fantastic job with special music. But I know that there's other folks out there that can sing. And, uh, you know, he would like a break every once in a while. So if y'all would like to volunteer to, to sing a special, uh, Cindy, is Cindy in here? Uh, we all know that was a joke, all right. Uh, but anyway, if, if you would like to sing a special, uh, then just let Clay know. He, he'll be glad to work with you and help you. And uh, I think it would be a great thing for us to enhance our worship and, and things like that. So you have an opportunity to worship the Lord through uh, singing. Uh, and also, uh, you know, we were talking about our, our men's breakfast yesterday morning. Um, ladies... If you want to hear a real good joke about women, where's Aaron Douglas at? Aaron, he's in the nursery. Y'all see him after church. He's got a real good joke he wants to tell y'all. All right? That helped him out a lot, didn't it? Oh, okay. Well, she's probably heard it before then. Take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter 3. John chapter, it was a real good joke. I mean, y'all will be very entertained by it. John chapter 3, this morning we are getting into chapter 3, probably getting close to the most famous verse, the verse that's most recognized probably in all the world. We're getting close to John 3.16. We won't be able to get to that one today. Most likely next week we will reach that that. Um, that milestone. But this morning we're talking about being born again. 
in verses 1 through 13 of, of chapter 3 of the Gospel of John, we, we get to this encounter that Jesus has with a Pharisee, Nicodemus. And in this discussion that they have, Jesus shares with him the idea of being redeemed, of being born again. Now what we've got to understand from this is this is a brand new idea to Nicodemus in the world at that time. For us, it's, it's a little bit old hat. We're, we're used to hearing that you must be saved, you must be born again, you must be redeemed. But at that time, it was really brand new. So as we read our verses of Scripture this morning, we're going to be talking about being born again. Beginning in verse 1 of chapter 3. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. This morning, as we look at this idea, that this concept by, about being born again, let's open our hearts, let's open our minds to the Lord Jesus and allow Him to speak to us about this rebirth. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, this morning we praise You and thank You for the for the sacrifice that you made so that we can be redeemed. We can be born again. We can be transferred out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light by your Holy Spirit. God, your grace, your mercy can save us. It is all powerful as you are, but we must accept it. We must submit ourselves to you. So Lord, today, we're gathered in this place to hear a word from you, and we 
we glory in your presence. And Father, have us to be completely obedient to you. Whatever you desire of us, Lord, we are your slaves, you are our master. Thank you. Bless us now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Being born again. Imagine that concept. In the first couple of verses, we're introduced to this, this man named Nicodemus. And he is, like it says, a ruler of the Jews. He was one of the powerful people there in Jerusalem and in the country. And he had been studying the Scriptures all his life, seeking to be pleasing unto God all his life. And he has risen through the ranks, and he has become one of the rulers of the people. Knowing the Word of God, seeking to be pleasing unto God, and yet the new teacher comes and in a sense brings a whole new teaching to him, reveals the heart of God to him. Nicodemus, this ruler of the Jews, came to Jesus by night, not wanting to, to be seen most likely, because Jesus was always there in the temple teaching and, and preaching and helping the, the people. He was always around doing miracles. And Nicodemus came where he thought he wouldn't get caught with Jesus, most likely. So, because he, he didn't want to lose his position, most likely. He didn't want to lose his influence. But he wanted to find out about this new teaching. And, and this is what he says about Jesus. Remember, Jesus has just been uh, confronted by the Jews and asked what he's going to do, what sign he's going to do to prove that he is who he said he is and, and gives him the authority to destroy the temple, the, the buying and selling in the temple. They ask him for a sign. Now listen to what Nicodemus says. He says, because of the signs that you are doing, we know that you're from God. You, you see how the ones who wanted to see the truth saw it. Nicodemus couldn't explain it all away, so he comes to Jesus and he says, you know, if we're just looking at all the things that you do, and if we're just taking the evidences and the witnesses that we see, we understand and know that you are from God. You are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. He said, this doesn't come from the natural world. Nobody can bring up these tricks. Nobody can do these things. Nobody can do these healings. Nobody teaches like you do. So we know, if we're honest with ourselves, we know that you're from God. And it seems as though Jesus changes the, the subject completely. And he says, most assuredly, I say to you. Now, remember that phrase because he says it three times in this passage of Scripture. Most assuredly, I was, surely, surely, or truly, truly, or pay attention to this because this is the truth. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. First thing we're going to talk about is the necessity 
of being born again. The necessity of being born again. Jesus tells Nicodemus, who already assumes that he's a child of God and already in, you know, in God's kingdom, going to be part of heaven and all of those things, being with God, he, he assumes that because he has studied the scriptures that says the people of Israel are a chosen people, and as long as he obeys the laws, then he's good with God, and, and he's okay, everything's going to be fine, he's going to heaven. But Jesus says, you can't enter heaven unless you're born again. Can you just see Nicodemus's wheels turning? Probably smoke coming out of his ears and thinking, what? How can that be? And the first thing that comes to his mind is, wait a minute, I'm an old man. And you mean to tell me that I've got to be born again? His mind went straight to the natural. He, no spiritual, no supernatural thoughts in his mind at this point. He's, he goes right back to being the natural thought of being born. He says, is there, is there any way possible for an old man to enter his mother's womb again and be born? He says, that's completely absurd. But it wasn't what Jesus was talking about. Jesus was talking about being born of the Spirit as he explains. Verse 5, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And as he goes on, he explains even more in verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. You see, he explained it there. He says, this is, here's the thing. You can be born physically. You can be born of the flesh, but you have no spiritual life in you whatsoever until you are born of the Spirit. They had worshipped the law. They had worshipped Moses. They worshipped the sacrificial system. They worshipped everything that was set up by their elders, their, the traditions that they went through. And then Jesus comes and says, all of that is flesh. How about your spirit? Because you can go through the motions and you can do all the deeds, and you can say all the sayings and not mean it from your heart. And Jesus says to him, you must be born of the Spirit. The Scripture tells us that God is Spirit, and that we must worship Him in Spirit and in truth. We worship Him physically, when we enter worship together, when, you know, there's a whole lot of different ways that we worship, physically. But if our heart isn't right with Him, then we miss the point. We miss the interaction. We miss the being in the presence of God, spiritually. Do you, do you ask yourself, when I'm praying, when I'm worshiping, Am I imagining God present with me? And would I worship differently if God were here than I do when 
I'm not thinking about him. You see, we've got to, we've got to understand that worshiping God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength looks different than what the world thinks it looks like. And the reason I believe that we don't see more people being spirit-led is because so few have set the standard. And the world just accepts anything that we say is worship because they haven't seen true worship. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You see, the law tells us that we, we shall not steal, we shall not kill, we shall not covet, we shall worship the Lord our God only, all of those things. And what it tells us is that we are guilty of not doing those things or doing them, depending on how the commandment is phrased. The law was not meant to save us. And that's what Jesus was trying to get across to Nicodemus. He says, the law is good to point you to the need of the spiritual healing that you need, that you have to have in order to be redeemed, saved, a part of the kingdom of God, a child of God. He says, the flesh versus the spirit. In the flesh, all of us have been born in the flesh. How many of us have been born of the Spirit? You see, Paul put it this way, talking about the need for being born again. Paul uh, was speaking of his salvation, and he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live for Jesus because he gave himself for me. He loved me and gave himself for me. Paul said, he's, he's trying to get us to understand being born again, we can live our whole life going through all the motions and doing all the right things and still not know God. I spoke to a man a little while back and, and I was talking to him about church and this and that sort of thing and you know we were just talking and, and uh, I asked him one day, I said, you know, well, did you, have you ever uh, joined the church? Have you ever, uh, well, he, actually he brought it up. He said, you know, my wife went to church and I went to church with her and all those. He said, and I believe the same thing that they believe. And I said, well, that's good. I said, have you ever joined the church? No, I didn't join the church, but I believe the same thing that they believe. And the thought occurred to me, yeah, you can believe the same thing that they believe, but you are not acting upon that belief, so therefore that belief means nothing to you. It didn't change your life. So if I'm sitting on an airplane that's going down, and there's a pile of parachutes laying over there to the side, I can believe that that parachute, if I put it on, will save my life. But unless I put it on and jump and trust the parachute, it's not going to save me. 
I can believe it all I want to, but until I act on my belief, it does me no good. Listen, Jesus was telling Nicodemus here, look, you must trust yourself completely to God, not to what you know about the written word, not to following this particular prescription for sacrifices and all these things, not, to, not by following the tradition of the elders. None of that's going to really get you anywhere if you, if you don't trust the one who can save you, the only one who can save you. So Jesus says, you've been born of the flesh. Now you need to be born of the spirit because he saw Nicodemus' real need. He really knew what Nicodemus had come for him for, to him for. And he said, what you need to do is you've got to be saved. You've got to be born again. You've got to stop trusting the flesh and start trusting the spirit. So Jesus goes on. He, first of all, he tells him, you must be born again. That's the necessity of being born again. Then he demonstrates, he demonstrates the, the idea of being born again. Look at verse 8. He gives this example. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. The demonstration of being born again is this. Jesus says, you can't see the wind. And by the way, you can't see the Spirit. When you see a person and they tell you they're spiritual, or they, they talk about spiritual things, you can't see the Spirit in them. But if you have the Spirit in you, the Spirit will bear witness of them. But Jesus was saying, look, just like when the wind blows, you can't see the wind, but when the wind blows, you can see the trees move by the, the weight of the wind blowing upon them, the effect of the wind blowing on the tree. Have you watched the golfers, whenever they get out there and they're studying one of the shots, they'll take a little grass and they'll pitch it up in the air and see which way the wind blowing and how hard it's blowing because they don't actually see the wind, they see how it affects what they throw up in the air. Same way with dust. All of these things, we see the effects of wind and what Jesus is pointing out here is you will be able to see the effects of the Holy Spirit. You will be able to see the effect of what the Spirit is doing in someone's life. So if someone tells you they are Spirit-filled, if someone tells you they are a child of Christ and they are not behaving as a child of Christ or you never see anything that would, the Spirit would lead them to do in their life, then you know that the effect of being born again hadn't taken root. That the words are just words. I can walk out beside a lake and if the lake is smooth, no waves, no ripples, no nothing, then I know the wind's not blowing. But if I walk out there and I can see the waves coming across, I know that the wind has affected the surface of the water. So when you see a person that has absolutely no fruit spiritually and they tell you they are spirit-filled, you have to wonder what they say, if what they say is the truth. 
Because a person who is spirit-filled, the spirit will be overflowing from them. It will affect their life. It will change things. It will cause them to behave different than they did behave before they were born again. It will cause them to be a totally different person. It's like Paul said. Paul says, I'm the chief of sinners. He said, I persecuted the church, even to the point that he killed people. But now... It was his mission to introduce everyone to the Lord Jesus Christ. The change that the Spirit made in him. The change that the Lord Jesus Christ made in him. Being born again made a difference. Not only is it necessary, but it will be demonstrated in the life of every believer. Every person who is born again the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, will be coming forth from that person's life. There's going to be a change. Jesus says the wind changes things. And he, by reference, is saying the Spirit changes things. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Third time, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, We speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. Jesus is letting Nicodemus know about the source of being born again. He said, We, our, and he's talking about his communion with God Almighty. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit working together in unison. And he says, we are testifying to you now and you don't want to receive our witness. Jesus came into the dark world as the light. And as he entered into the world, darkness ran and tried to overcome the light because men love evil. Men love darkness. And the light, when it shined forth, Dispel the light, or dispel the darkness. You see, with every light, there's a source. When you strike a match in a dark room, that flame is the source of light. When you turn on a light switch, that bulb that comes on is the source of light. The source of being born again, Jesus was saying, is my Father and I. He says, we are the source. We speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. Jesus says there's a heavenly testimony here. The Son of God was speaking to the world of men and saying, you must be born again. In verse 12, if I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? See, Jesus says, you've got to take these things by faith. That's where it begins. It begins with faith. When God says it, we're presented with the truth of it. We accept it or we reject it. 
when we are presented with the truth that we must be born again, we will look at it and say, you're right. There's got to be a change. So I've got to do something different. Or we will say, no, I'm doing fine on my own. I'm attending church. I read my Bible. I pray. I do all of these things. I think I'm going to make it. But Jesus says he cannot enter the kingdom of God unless he's born of water and the Spirit. And then Jesus talks to Nicodemus about himself. He says, no one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven. That is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. See, Nicodemus already had an idea of who Jesus was. And then Jesus said to him, I'm him. Jesus had already been telling and teaching that he was the Son of God, the Messiah. He was already performing miracles. He was already doing all of those things that he would continue to do until his crucifixion, his death. But he was telling Nicodemus, you've got to be born again by the Spirit because that's the way God designed it. That's what God had in mind from the very beginning. The source of being born again is the Son of Man. Behold. What a wondrous love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. What manner of love the Father has lavished on us that we could be called his children. Jesus speaks of being born again. And he said it's a necessity in order for you to enter the kingdom of heaven. And Paul describes it as a death. He says the old man dies. The fleshly man dies. And the spiritual man comes forth. And in baptism, we have a picture of that, buried with him in, in death and raised to new life. Being born again is not just the term that we use. It's the position that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. As we accept him as our Savior, as our Lord, as we commit our life and way to him, we cease being the physical, dead, sinful person and become alive in Christ Jesus. Spoke to, I had the privilege of speaking to a young lady just the other day. Her mother called me and she said she wants to know about being saved. And as I sat down and talked with her, I told her, I said, you've got to be born again. 
And of course, at a young age, I know she didn't understand that idea, but I said, because when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, the old little girl dies, and you've got to be a new creation. Because when you give yourself to Jesus, he's going to change you. And you can't do the things that you're, you are doing now. You must behave like him. And you know, the same thing is right with us. The same thing is true with us. Being born again means that we are not the same person we used to be, that we are changed. So let me ask you, have you been changed? Because that's the whole point. If you're the same person you've always been, sinful, rebellious, then you've not been born again. But, when Jesus comes in, you know you'll be changed. When Jesus comes in, He lets you know that you're different. And if you don't know that you're different, you're not. Being born again means new life in Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And let me just be honest with you. There's a whole lot of people in this world that have trusted a prayer, not trusted Jesus. They've trusted what somebody said and not been changed. They've not been born again. Don't trust anything anybody has told you that didn't agree with God's word. Ask him to show you the truth of whether you've been born again or not. Because today he offers new life. He offers you salvation. He offers you forgiveness of sin, eternal life. And this morning, you can be born again. This could be your spiritual birthday. And by the way, the little girl that I talked to the other day, she was born again. Because she came seeking Christ. And she made herself available to Him. She promised Him that not only would she give her life to Him now, but she would live for Him always. She was born again just the other day. This morning, how about you? Have you been born again? If you need to be born again, today's the day. Today could be your birthday. The Spirit will let you know right now. If you feel that heaviness of heart and that unknowing that's there, that's the Spirit of God letting you know that something's not right. Would you give yourself to Him this morning? Would you receive new life? Pray with me, please. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you know all things. You know our hearts right now. You know who we are. You know what we've done. You know what you offer. And as we get ready to open up this invitation, you know what's going to happen. 
So, Lord, I ask you this morning to have your will, have your way with us. Make sure we are obedient to you. For that person or those persons this morning that need to be born again, it's my prayer, Father, that you draw them to yourself. They know who they are. They know their situation. Give them the strength to be obedient to you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand for a hymn of invitation. Hymn number 330.